0: foods.com. Betches Media presents. A lot
1: of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down.
0: Remove him from office. No
2: justice. No peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The
1: Betches Up Podcast. Will you well, shut up man. listen? Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman.
3: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
1: I'm Sammy Sage. And the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit going on in the news brought to you by your three funniest friends, which is us. us. Which is us. Welcome back to the radio wave, Sammy. First things first, this is such an exciting day for the Betches Up. Today, this morning, we launched our spinoff podcast, Morning Announcements. Hosted by Sammy, Morning Announcements gives a breakdown of the day's top headlines in five minutes or less first thing in the morning. Indeed, I woke up this morning and checked, and there she was. Sammy, how'd it go? You know,
4: I think we really could not have gotten any luckier. We got a, literally, as I was about to sit down and write the morning (laughs) announcement, I get a text message, did you hear the tape? What tape? I just woke up (laughs) for a two-hour nap. What tape? I had... I happened to see Molly Jong-Fast like Instagram, when I woke up, it said something about like, I need 11,870 votes. So I was like, that must have been what it yeah. was. Something, there was a tape and I started listening and I'm like, oh my God, this is the story we get to talk about first on the morning announcements. Like mm-hmm. it couldn't have been any better. Um, so mm-hmm. this morning was wonderful. Um, we, we had amazing inauguration phone call for the road.
3: It was like a New Year's present, like Happy New Year, sup and sup audience. Yeah, here is a juicy, juicy story with the facts. It has receipts. She, this story has receipts.
4: I'm just wondering, did you listen to the whole phone call by any chance?
1: Well, I listened to the full version that Washington Post had, but I heard the phone call itself was an hour. Yeah, that's Yeah, the the hour. No, oh my god. So, did you? Yeah,
2: um, <laughs> Avi
4: and I were Avi and I were listening to it like like a podcast almost, and it was like honestly, it's much funnier than you'd expect. Like I was cracking up at certain parts. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's obviously horrible, seditious treason, and all these things, criminal. But it, he look, it's funny. It's just funny. His intonations, his right. like comments. Well,
3: most of the things Trump says is is made funny just by the way he speaks. Like, he has such an odd cadence that, like, it, like that the Queens really comes out sometimes, especially when he's trying to be a gangster. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it it's true like- that
1: at the end he referred to himself as a schmuck? Did you hear that? Yeah, he did. He was like, oh, what kind of schmuck am I that he... It was so. I Oh, it was, it. he was campaigning for
4: Republicans. Basically,
1: made it. Got sh- it. So he wasn't <laughs> saying because I read that um in text, and I was like, at the end, he realized the error of his ways. But that makes a lot more it sense than he was it, like, "That's actually he misused schmuck." I would say. I think he no, meant putts. He, he did mean putts. Yes.
4: He. You don't. Yeah. He. um It wasn't like a remorseful. <laughs> what, what a schmuck I am. Got it. It. Was, it was like, oh, I must be an idiot to have listened to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. It so was like an <laughs> oh, Okay, it's amazing. We have so much more to go into. So you probably listened to this or got some clips this morning. Let's Today in the show, we're going to get a bit more in-depth on that phone call and uh, the impact on the imminent Georgia runoffs. Then we're going to discuss what to expect on Wednesday, which marks the January 6th date when Congress will gather to formalize November's election results. I got a lot. Sammy, you probably did too. Got some alarmed DMs about this. Um yeah. It's sort of the same answer as always, which is like, it's concerning and alarming, but it's going to be okay. So we'll walk through the process and what to expect and hopefully give you some peace of mind. So, picking back up, over the weekend, the White House called Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger 17 times before finally getting through on the 18th attempt. On that call, the outgoing president performed a pathetic shakedown. I didn't know those words could go together, but it was just a pathetic attempt at a shakedown in which he pressured the Republican election official to, quote, find him enough votes to give him the state 16 electoral votes which, to be clear, would not win Trump the electoral college. So it's bizarre flex. He also vaguely threatened Raffensperger with a criminal offense during the phone call, which lasted an hour. Let's play a clip. We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct... You, the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night along with others that we're gonna have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry, the people of the country are angry, and there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong.
4: Oh my God, I have had this meme in my head, like, uh, you know when like the GPS is like recalculating? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right, right. It's just Trump (laughs) recalculating.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Still need 11,870.
1: Exactly. Just just counting down. That is the specifically Trump pleaded with Raffensperger to just find him 11,780 votes, which he said is just one more than we have. So a little more backstory, which isn't even accurate, a little more backstory
4: (laughs) on the call. That makes no sense. One more than we have. Because he's like he's like he's because when you say I need you to find me eleven thousand seven hundred votes, what you're admitting is that you are in well in a
3: deficit. <laughs> no, of that's enough. how no, many more there so are. He's like yeah. just, I just admitted that we don't have enough, <laughs> so I have to pretend that that's how. Well, many, I don't so, understand. It's like why would you? You wouldn't want a buffer at all, man. You want to win by exactly one. Why don't just round up to twelve thousand and make like like? <laughs> that's
1: what, that's what I thought. This man is claiming that. Biden didn't win by seven, there's a seven million, for, I know the Electoral College, I know. Huge Electoral College victory. Biden won by seven million votes and you're contesting it. And you're like, no, no, I just got, I just need one. And people will, will be like, cool, fine. <laughs> no
4: yeah. Well, he probably called, look, what do you think he's doing all day?
1: He's probably just calling people like this. Like, totally. right. this is probably just like one-tenth of his day. Right. Right. Absolutely. And he did it 18 times. So when he got the call, this is some backstory, some color that was in um, Politico's playbook this morning. So Raffenberger got the first 10 calls, (laughs) correctly assumed that the president would illegally pressure him into intervening in the election. Why? I don't know. The president has been impeached for doing this. So he and his advisors also remembered that Lindsey Graham had denied pressuring the Republican official to change the vote count. A few weeks ago this happened, and Graham was like, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. And so Raffensperger and his advisors were like, well, now we're going to get this on tape. And Raffensperger had his lawyer present. So this call happens. It's a shakedown. Election interference. This could absolutely be an, impe- an impeachable offense should Trump find his one extra vote that wins him Georgia, which somehow wins him the Electoral College. Uh, but Georgia state law makes it a felony to solicit, request, command, importune, or otherwise attempt to cause another person to engage in election fraud. Importune. I should do that It's just word so
3: funny that, like, they they keep alleging election fraud and election, like, conspiracies, and they're the ones doing the crimes, yeah, like yeah. Let's investigate this now. Like, okay, so wait. Let's get I, this going. And that's how I found out too. Is because I kept seeing people being like, impeach him for this. Impeach. He needs to be impeached. Again. I'm like, what did he do? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what now?
1: <laughs> it could
4: have been anything.
1: Yeah, true. You would
4: think like we could maybe just make it these last twenty days with nothing, but no, it has to be like the most dramatic twenty days of our
1: lives. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I'm just glad this happened on a Sunday and not a Friday. I hate when these happen on a Friday. I like a Sunday is fine because it's like I'm getting back into my rhythm. I'm planning for the week. And then People it's like I get care. a great head start of content. There's nothing worse than a Monday morning where there's no big story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. It's
3: just great because, like, they knew. It's just like when you, like, think about that, like, think about, like, the the Raffensburger like, setting up the recording device, knowing... <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I can't answer the phone yet." And they keep calling and calling. He's like, "I haven't plugged it in yet."
2: The
4: I haven't plugged he in supports. the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the other thing is that he he so apparently he had um Recorded it, but he wasn't gonna release it unless Trump like lied about their their phone call, which he then did. So it's yeah. sort of
3: like hundred <laughs> percent okay. Trump's fault that the recording well, he, was released. He Trump tweeted on Friday like, "Oh, the, the the Georgia Senate election is gonna be illegal and invalid," and then uh, and then they like they have this call, and he's like, uh, and then he attacks him, and he's like, "Well, now I have to show him that like he's attacking me."
1: Right. Yeah, and Raffensperger has said before. Why are you doing this? It's going to hurt David and Kelly. This man is a Republican who wants Republicans to win. He definitely vote. Well, I don't know if he definitely voted for Trump, but he supports this president. So, okay, now we need to talk about the impact on the Georgia runoffs, which are finally tomorrow. I feel like I feel like we've been talking about the Georgia runoffs just for so long. And, I mean, I can't imagine living in Georgia. I know they are they are done hearing about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd
3: be so sick of political ads on television. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I was sort television. of thinking...
1: Exactly. Over the holiday weekend, like I didn't really know do people in Georgia still want to hear from us at this point? But I decided that the best thing to do is if you've done nothing, try to get into a, a text bank situation tomorrow because I remember that's what I wished I had done during the general, because remember election night, you know, because Republicans voted more in person, it was kind of agonizing. I was like, Oh fuck, I wish I had texted some people today just to feel like I had done something. That's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Sign up for some sort of text shift and text people to get out but, and you know, make sure they voted. And, and guys,
3: if you help Fair Fight Action, you might get a letter from Stacey Abrams. I'm oh, holding cute. up a letter I just got from Stacey Abrams and she signed it.
4: Oh my God. Oh my God. That's a, <laughs> I got it
3: like the other day and I was like, well, oh that's my God. <laughs> and Tony was like, who is this lady? sending <laughs> you?" If you have no idea who Stacey Abrams is and you and like <gasps> your partner doesn't know. And then I open it and I like freak out and he's like, Who is this woman you are so excited about?
1: (laughs) It's my favorite adult uh, adult fiction writer, Stacey Abrams. (laughs) So conservatives are pretty worried about this. I mean, some people. So Trump is going down to Georgia tonight. He's expected to do a rally for David and Kelly. Uh, David Perdue so far has been quarantining due to COVID exposure. So they really are having the worst case scenario last weekend. On this phone call, Trump urged Raffensperger to take action because. Georgia Republicans are very angry and are very upset by what happened to their president, but Republicans need all the help they can get on Tuesday. Turnout looks increasingly exciting for Democrats, and according to NBC News, more than 100,000 voters who didn't vote in the 2020 general, so in November, have already voted in the runoff. 30% of those voters are under 29, and 40% are black. So Trump is planning that campaign rally for Kelly and David tonight, but he could sort of go back in on Raffensburger and just spend the rally giving Georgia Republicans reasons not to vote tomorrow. I mean, what percentage of people going to the rally tonight do you think are going for David and Kelly? And what percentage do you think are going for Donald Trump?
3: I mean, David's not even going to be there. He's going to be quarantining.
4: <laughs> I think they're all going for, oh, they're all going for Donald Trump. I don't know. I he could say fucking anything like he really could like it just really like I would not be surprised if he basically says next to Kelly Lawler, like don't vote.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: I mean, well, that's the issue that these Republicans are facing is like the Republican voters, at least because they have the major party official, the head of the Republican Party telling them that the vote that it's illegitimate. Meanwhile, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue and their campaigns are trying to get people out to vote. So it's Mm -hmm. like, they have this conflicting message. Like, I wonder like what benefit like they even see from having Trump out there. Like, I don't like, what what does that, what does that pros and cons list look like? Because it must be like real, real long on each side. Like,
4: I imagine that it's like, they know that they need that. He's the biggest turnout machine for Republicans. So mm-hmm. as long as he doesn't say like don't vote, but but he very well he would be. <laughs> it's like that's the I thing. Know. It's like
3: it's like playing Russian roulette with like an idiot mouthpiece. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It that's is. where you really. Um, Kick yourself in the butt for telling your party don't vote by mail, vote in person, because now you have your their beloved president the night before election day saying don't vote. It's like, well, I already did in the mail because you guys told me to. It's like, well, you asked me to wait this long, and now I'm not really feeling it. So now okay, I have to, which is do what something happened. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, Right, exactly. That shows what probably happened for Trump in a lot of these places where Biden drove up some margins is that people just didn't show up on the day of because they had been dissuaded from voting is very some people are very committed. And some people it comes down to if it rained that day. And if Mm -hmm. you have the president saying don't vote, that's a pretty, a pretty good reason not to.
0: This week, Congress will meet to formalize the
1: Electoral College vote and to certify Joe Biden's victory. As we mentioned, we've had a lot of questions and concerns about this, which is fair because Republicans are engaging in some really concerning behavior. But this attempt, much like every other, looks pretty futile. So let's talk about what this process is supposed to look like. Every four years, the House and Senate come together to formally tabulate the electoral votes, and if they want, they can raise concerns about the election. The Constitution requires them to do this step, and it requires the president of the Senate, who is Mike Pence, to open all the certificates and count all the votes. So remember those, like, mahogany boxes that we saw on TV and got really excited to see Hillary and Bill vote for Biden and Kamala? Those are the boxes that are going to be brought in. Fifty of them will all be brought into the House chamber, and people selected as tellers will give them to Mike Pence. So these are usually... Um, an honor given to like recently sworn in members of Congress. Usually the VP just accepts the envelopes, counts them, and declares a winner. However, the Constitution, as we mentioned, does entitle members of the House and Senate to object to a state's results. Last week, 140 members of the House said we're going to object to this. So much like a lot of like crazy stuff the House does, this isn't that unusual for the House to do this or for members of the House to do this. It happened in 2017. Some members raised concerns about Russia's role in Trump's victory. But here's the thing. These objections don't really have any weight or credence unless at least one member of each chamber signs on. So a member of the House needs a Republican to sign on. Last week, Josh Hawley of Missouri said, that's me, I'm down, let's do it. And very quickly, Ted Cruz assembled his own cabal of new and freshly minted senators who will object to states where they believe that the outcome has been disputed. So in a statement, the senators said they'll object to the election results unless Congress creates a commission to conduct a 10-day emergency audit of election fraud, for which they have, to be clear, given no evidence. Mike Pence welcomes the effort, saying that he shares the concerns of millions of Americans about voter fraud and irregularities in the last election, which is interesting because these concerns only exist because they have, like, falsely fomented them. So what's going to happen after that? Rather than just, it's over, this is the president, we all agree, yay, see a January 20th. This prompts a floor debate. Then lawmakers go back to their respective chambers. They debate for two hours, and this culminates on a vote on whether to throw out the results of the disputed state. Those votes will fail. A number of Republicans have come out saying, this is ridiculous. Please don't do this. Uh, This is not going to give Donald Trump the presidency. But it's wild. It's going to be a big chapter in the history books, and it's super disturbing.
3: It's making Republicans have to vote against donald trump and they're gonna do it and they don't want to have to do it and it's josh Hawley and ted cruz are just like you know just these like really annoying people that are prolonging a process that's gonna happen anyways it's like people just want to get home and be done with their day and like you know you're it's like you're just like showboat you're just like sh- trying to like make yourself look good so you can run for president in four years
1: it's not about 2020 it's about 2024 right sammy
4: Right. Well, I think the real damage in this situation is that, like, all these attempts that they've made and failed because they were so unfounded, like, because they were just so far away from the truth. It's scary because, like, now elections aren't going to just be election day, count the votes. They're going to be each state, you have a number of lawsuits, you bring as many as you want, frivolous legitimate, whatever it is. And then if those don't go according to plan, you can then try to stop it in Congress or you can try to stop it in the state houses. And it's just like, we now don't have an election that's determined by election day. It seems like we're now setting the standard for an election determined by like whoever can fight it out post-election day more effectively. And it's really scary that 12 out of 52, I believe, Republican senators in in Congress are Four willing to, or in the Senate, are willing to say, we do not believe that this vote, which has been clearly established, recounted, sued out of existence- And one of them's a football is coach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Among them is Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, who thought the f- three branches of government were- <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the white house the house and the senate
3: <laughs> it's interesting that you know ron johnson is one of these senators he's from wisconsin he's up for Watch re-election. Like, yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like you just lost wisconsin man like do you think people like people like this is gonna be like i think this is gonna be a i hope a stain on these people's reputations because I mean, whoever is competing against um, Ron Johnson in 2022, all they have to do is say he's a traitor. Basically, what they're trying to do is subvert our election process. And that's traitorous. Like, there, there's really no other word for it. And they're splintering their own party because none of them want to do this. The majority of Republican senators don't want this to be happening. And they are splintering their own party, which only hurts them. It's like, it's like when there's like a breakup in a friend group. And they're all picking sides, except the couple is Donald Trump and, like, the Constitution.
1: <laughs> right. What do
3: you What do you
4: think Ted Cruz's calculation is?
1: I think Ted Cruz, th- the thing that's especially disturbing about this being led by Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley is that you can make jokes about some of the people, like, I just made a joke about Tommy Tuberville. Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley are no Tommy Tubervilles. They are smart men who are ambitious and know what they're doing and are doing this because they've made calculations and decided that this will benefit them. And that's what's scary is that they think I'm hearing what you're saying, Brian. And to me, it thinks, I think that too, that's a stain. I see that competitor saying you were traitorous. Like this has never happened in our democracy. And yet you were down to try to steal this election for this man. But it scares me that Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, I don't know. I just don't know if, I think that they've made a calculus and I don't think that they would make the wrong one.
3: Well, they're hoping that they can pick up this baton that Trump is not willingly going to give up. You know, he's going to try and pass it. Like, they think True. that he's, they're going to pick up these voters. They're going to try and galvanize the people who would have voted for Trump, you know, or who want, want to vote for Trump or who may... Because all we know, Donald Trump is going to try and run for president again in 2024. So... They may not they're they're gonna have to be compete with that. And I mean that's also why this, you know, whole Georgia phone call is important to go over, because I mean, maybe he should be impeached, because to prevent people from doing this in the future, A, like you said, Sammy, like this is setting a precedent. Not if he's impeached for her some of his actions you know or you know brought lawsuits against him which hopefully happens i know that there's this whole discussion about it but like also if he's impeached he can't run again in 2024 so why wouldn't the republicans want to impeach him you know so if he's convicted him. <laughs> oh if he's convicted
4: right.
3: if he's convicted in the senate then he can't run for president again
4: which if right. we win the senate he could be um yeah. Which could, could actually happen. I mean, it's, I could you see them bringing impeachment articles if we do win the Senate because now they know they could actually go somewhere?
1: It, I don't know. I wonder, it's like if Mitch McConnell could get a Supreme Court justice confirmed in, in two weeks, maybe we can get a president impeached mm-hmm. in two weeks. I don't think Nancy has the, the political will to do it, but I agree. Um, I don't know. I always think about like, you know, when you hear something's going to be really hard, but take a short period of time and then after Mm -hmm. you've decided not to do it and then that period of time is gone, you're like, oh, I could have been, I should have just done it. I should have just done it. It's like, it's only two weeks. It's only two weeks. Just work real hard for 17 days. Let's get him impeached and convicted. I think the Senate turns over like several more, like two more times before the 20th. I think it turns over again, just depending on what happens tomorrow.
4: This is turning into a fantasy conversation. This isn't happening.
1: <laughs> you, you will get, I mean, keep, keep up with the saga. It will feature prominently on morning announcements. turn this, this into podcast. a Dipsy
4: story, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely. A positive visual, visualization in my Headspace app. You can will imagine running through me. <laughs> so, that's our episode. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman.
3: I'm Brian Russell-Smith.
1: I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. batches